you're listening to Stay in the Loop with Lucy and this is another episode in the Compendium of Love. Today I'm going to introduce you to Shelley who has a slightly different perspective to dating sites, has learned a lot about herself but also about the games, the manipulation and the resulting hurts that are rife within the online dating world. I was probably in my late 40s the first time because I was from old school where you go to a pub or you play sport and you meet somebody and I wasn't, it felt like I was degrading myself to be online Um, but the life that I was living I didn't go to pubs, I didn't go to sport so it was like well and I was single for seven years after my marriage and I felt no I want to have a relationship and the first time I went on Plenty of Fish I got obsessed like obsessed by it. I was like a 13-year-old, emotional, pathetic, compulsed. It was just an obsession. You know, he likes me, loves me, loves me not. That like that was just the whole emotional. It was disgusting. But and then so I stopped because I went, nah, this is ridiculous. You know, I was checking my phone every second and having going up and down in these emotions of whether a guy clicked me or you know liked me and then I stopped I didn't go on it for probably 12 months and then I had another go and I found I was it was sort of like I'd grown up from the little girl but then it was like seduction as a woman and that was just as gross because I could hear myself just trying to seduce or say things to get a man to like me sexually, you know, to compliment me. And it was flirting, I suppose. And I did that for about, I don't know, six months again. I went, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) So I had another break. And then I think it was the third or the fourth, I've been on four times, three or four times. And the next one I just said to myself, so why am I actually on the dating site? And I never actually asked myself, in truth, why am I actually on here? And then the first couple of times it was need. I was, you know, getting towards 50. I was on my own for seven years, you know, and I wanted the picture. I wanted the white ticket fence and I wanted to, you know, I'd had it for 20 years and it sucked. And I was still wanting the same white picket fence. <laughs> so what I realised is even though my marriage wasn't, you know, the foundation of it wasn't love, I suppose. You know, it was quite abusive towards the end. But we had a farm, so we worked together 24-7. And what I realised, I just missed male company because I love the, the dynamics of the way they see things and the way they express things can be so much more simpler and without emotion. And, and I didn't get the jealousy from the men. So I was missing having conversations, like I, I was missing true conversations. So I went, okay, I'm just going to go on acknowledging that's where I'm at and to meet men, but just to meet them, not to have to seduce them or to have, to have sex with them or for them to have to, you know, be the knight in shining armour and all the crap that I got onto the internet with. And it was really interesting. I got to meet so many men um, and we talked like mates 
there was no pressure on them. There was no pressure on me. And I actually got to know them as the men that they were. And, you know, they'd text me, oh, how's because it was on plenty of fish. And they go, have you caught anything today? I went, no, throw them all back. And we just made jokes about that. But what they shared with me was their experiences on there. And, you know, I went on there thinking I was going to meet all these mongrels. They were going to, you know, be disgusting, send me all these nude photos. You know, I sort of expected the worst. And it was actually the opposite. Like the guys, it was about 10 guys that I continually had conversations with. They were actually looking for a wife. Like they'd played around. Most of them were very attractive. Um, and they were all, like I was nearly 50, so they were in their 30s and 40s. And they were getting nude photos of women consistently, continually. And their response was, if I wanted that, I wouldn't be looking for a wife. So they were being used. And then there was serial dating women that would just be on there, go out for one night, the guys would share that, shout them dinner, and that'd be it. They just, that's all they did. That was how they got out for meals for free and all that sort of stuff. Um, the other thing that they, what they'd experience quite often was that women would put a sexy photo or whatever on, say that they didn't have kids, they would meet them and their photo was 10 years old and then find out that they did have kids and things like that. So it was really interesting having conversations with them, me thinking they were the pet predator and they were experiencing 10 times worse. I'd never, I experienced it once, but this was a common occurrence for these guys. So it sort of humbled me into really looking how seductive women can be when men are genuinely wanting to have the sensitivity and actually find a woman that can meet them but not sexually torture them, basically. Um, it just it was the opposite. I thought they were, as I said, I thought they were the predators, but so I I went back on the same website and put myself as a male and looked at the women that were my age. And I was disgusted because it was all that sexual, the, you know, the posing looks, the, the low cleavage, the breasts pushed together. And I read some of their profiles and it was open selling themselves. Like, again, on the website, you've got to promote yourself and all that sort of stuff. But this was, it was just about seduction. It wasn't, and a lot of them were open in their descriptions that they just wanted someone to screw with, take them out for dinner and have no responsibility or have to have any intimacy themselves. Um, and a lot of the women that I looked on there, they were hard. Whereas the guys that I was speaking to, you could feel that they were really delicate and tender. You know, and even one sent me a photo because he was going to update his photo and he had boxer shorts and he had an unreal body. And um, I said to him, I said, are you looking for a wife or are you looking for someone to screw with? 
And he said, well, I want a wife. And I said, well, that one's asking you, saying that you're ready to screw somebody with nothing else more than that. Um, so he didn't put it on. But it, it really humbled me being in the arrogance that men were the perpetrator or, you know, it, it just, and I did exactly the same thing as what these women were doing. I was trying to seduce them to pick me. Um, but then when I let that go and was just their mate, I had fantastic conversations with them and got to know each, each of them. And I was in contact with them for nearly two years, off and on. But the, 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 the selling of yourself, the, the lack, it, it must, I'm guessing it comes from that lack of self-worth that you feel that you need to, you're in competition from the moment you get on there. You've got, what's my point of difference? Okay, well, I've got a beautiful body or I, I'm really good at sex or, or um, you just find whatever is your selling point rather than considering that you don't need to sell yourself at all. Like how young does that start? Oh, look, for me, I was told from... I would say three onwards that once I found that, you know, the right man, he would be the makings of me. Or, you know, once you had a man, then you were a woman. Like, you know, you could, there was no such thing as being a woman just because you're a woman. You had to have a man and then you were a woman. So I think for me, a lot of that was coming from I'd been single for seven years and I decided that I didn't want to be on my own anymore. So it definitely came from competition lack of self-worth trying to find the point of difference all that sort of stuff um but I think it, it taught a lot about how I was raised and how women seduce men continually um and how I wanted to be in control and the more I spoke to these guys the more I realized they wanted a delicate woman like they were actually asking for everything that I was, but I was too scared to give. Like I wanted to cover myself. Whereas these guys were being like, you know, they'd ring up and cry because they'd been out with someone and, you know, got really hurt. Um, Everyone, so yeah. by the sounds of things, is asking for genuine. They're not, uh, no one's asking for, for, you know, tough or not tough or weak or gen gentle. It, it's actually, if you could just be yourself, then you've got more of a chance of getting to know who, who you, you're with and whether actually it would work or not. With that, when everyone's playing a part or protecting themselves or defending themselves, what hope do either of you have to, to know whether it's a, it's a good fit? Well, it starts off with a lie. And then you either keep feeding the lie to prove the lie um, and that's what I did the first two times. And it was just an emotional roller coaster of, you know, like I said, a 13, 14 year old kid. Um, but when I went on there just saying I wanted to be mates, it just stopped all the having to be anything or I had to speak sexy or flirt or anything like that. I actually wanted to get to know them. I didn't have to prove anything. And they got to know me. I was just me. And I called them on, like, I'm honest and I'm straight up and I don't, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear, but bullshit or whatever. But 
that's what they loved because they could have an honest, real conversation with me and they could express their feelings without um, without them having to play the muncher or fit a picture that I was imposing on them in the first place. Um, where are you now with it all, Shelley? I did eventually, I put all, you know how there's about 50-something tick boxes? Well, I had all that and I got about two people because there was no alcohol, you know, they had to earn 150 grand, had to be six foot four <laughs> for some reason. Um, they had to have no kids living at home. Um, you know, I had all the big tick boxes and I got two people, you know, and I went, oh. so this one day I just went, you know what, take all your, tick all your boxes off. And the two things, which is really funny, one, I still kept it in the six foot four. I have no idea, but that was the the height for some reason. And I had that they had to live two hours away because through being on the internet, what got exposed is how needy I was. And I'd only just started to reclaim myself as a woman without needing a man. So by them being two hours away, it meant that I still had to be in my own self. I couldn't be needy and run around the corner and see them all the time and drop my life to the man. So that was my two prerequisites. That would never yeah. have occurred to me. Well, I had to because I I got to see how disgusting it was and how I I changed and I became this pathetic, seductive, powerless, weak thing that was just not me. I was not that. And I'd only been in a marriage, you know, I'd been in a marriage for 20 years. And given my power away and always felt that I was less. And that was the setup. And I went, no, I'm not doing that to myself again. Like, I've got a standard. This is the way that I'm going to live. And I'm not going to drop that just because a male's coming to my life. So, and then, so I took all my what's the names out of it. And I saw the, I flicked and I saw this guy. And he was nothing of what I was looking at before. And he had on the thing, sometimes in life you're the bumblebee and sometimes you're the windscreen. And I'm thinking, <laughs> this guy's got a bit of philosophy about him. I really like this. Anyway, I chatted him and he sort of bobbed me off a bit. And I went, no, I actually reckon there's something in this guy. So I just text. And again, I was still about to get to know him. It wasn't about me seducing him or having to be you know, hot or sexy or anything. And we typed for four days in a row and I just said everything. There was nothing left. Um, I told him about my background, my marriage, how I dishonoured myself, how I'd always sold myself less with men because I was needy. There was nothing. So then we rang, spoke for four hours the first night, spoke for four hours again the next night and I went right I want to see you on the Saturday so within a week we saw each other and I saw him and he was a lot bigger weight wise than I thought he had some pretty old scummy clothes on and in my head I'm going having a coffee and I'm getting out of here there is no way known I'm staying here and it was a bit like how you had the devil on one side and, and, you know, the angel on the other side. And they just said, it kept on saying, let your body decide. And I'm going, no, I'm out of here. This is not my picture. Like, I'm gone. Anyway, it sounds really weird, but it was just like, 
well, if my body's going to say yes or no, then let's find that out. So I walked straight up to him and gave him a big bash for the first time in the middle of Byron Bay. <laughs> We've been really intimate on, like, both of us had, you know, there was really nothing that we didn't know about each other by then. And my body melted. What did he and say that was, about that experience? He fully held me. He he just fully received everything that I had and he held me and my body dropped. I've never completely surrendered in a man's arms before. And it was like, oh no, this is it. Like no no picture was ticked whatsoever. <laughs> it was nothing of my wish list, nothing. <laughs> Six foot four, and, um, six foot four, and you live two hours away. Two of your That was it. That was tip. it. That was the only prerequisite. And then it worked out that he had had a kid. His money was nothing. Like none of those expectations were ticked. But he was so tender and so sensitive, and he taught me how to honour my body more than I could have ever done that on my own. And I've come from a sexual abuse background. So to actually surrender my body to a man was huge. And we were together for six years. We split up last year. Um, but, yeah, it was just a, it was an offering for both of us. He, he got to heal what he needed to heal and I got to heal what I needed to heal. And in between that, we got to experience what it was like to be in a true relationship. Um, and we're best mates still. We still could hang out and catch up and, and that now. Yeah, and I got back on and I just went, nah, I'm not. You can re When you actually have a foundation of a relationship, which I hadn't had before, to go back on there now, um, the energy or I suppose the feeling what it's like to be back in the rat race, I'm not ready for that. So I don't know how I'll meet the next man, but I'm open to whatever turns up. When you have been dating or when you've been um, having these conversations, have you got a sense of how everybody feels about, you know, the expression playing the field or at what point you decide you're not going to talk to other people or meet with other people? The thing that I felt with the guys when I was talking to them they actually wanted exclusivity. They, that was what they were looking for. Um, especially the nice looking younger guys, like they've already, they've already lived that. They'd already done the, you know, the free relationship and they were wanting more. Whereas they were finding the women actually didn't want that. They wanted to have the variety they wanted. And the, main things was that they had to have money they had to be good in bed and that they had to be able to take them out like that they could get dressed up and be shown off the other common every single one of the men experienced that they would open the door for the women and they would the women would be i can do that myself they would go to pay for the meal and they'll go no you're not shouting me anything and a lot of the guys in the end didn't do any of that. It was like they got told off and abused for actually treating them as a gentleman. So that was that was really heartbreaking for them because they'd already been through the having different women, doing the party scene, doing everything else. And these guys genuinely wanted to be with one woman 
and they wanted to be sensitive. They wanted to open the doors. You know, they wanted to be able to give them a meal without any payback or cost to the woman. Um, but they didn't want that. And that was every, out of the 10 guys, all of them were, were getting that feedback from the women. So just putting it on the table, because I think we're talking about decency, respect, kindness in a relationship, because if I was going out with a girlfriend and I wanted to shout them or, you know, I would happily open a door from them. That to me isn't me saying, I fancy you, I want to be with you. That's me saying, I just, I just would love to spoil you. I would love to, to treat you. I would love to honor you. And, and this is in this moment, this is how I would love to do it. So it's, it's quite interesting, isn't it? That we, have gone the other way of thinking that just because a man is offering to pay us pay for food that we take or open the door for us that we take that as an assault on our femininity and our our feminist values and that it's going to take us back into the dark old age of a man then owning us or seeing us as less or fragile whereas I would do that with my male friends or female friends as friends yeah, and I think it can come from the women from either being hurt and being used like that before, as if to say, if I've bought you a meal, then you need to pay up with sex. Yeah. But from what the guys are saying, a lot of it was just the, the culture of the 30 and 40-year-old women that they'd been dating. That seemed to be the common thing, that they they were insulted if the man genuinely was sensitive and wanted to take care of them, not own them, but express the just express the absolute delicacy and gentleness of the man like my partner the first time we went out we were in Byron Bay and it was really really windy and he was six foot four and a really big guy and he stood there and stopped the wind like just simple things like that to me just melted me Mm. you know he had the body that could protect me from the wind like and he was prepared to do that Whereas the women were taking it that, well, you know, why do you say that I'm less or I'm not equal to you in that? So, yeah, that that was the biggest thing that was devastating them more than anything, that they'd finally got to the stage where they didn't have to play the game. They wanted out of the game. And it was like the women still wanted to play the game. And then they were wanting to, you know, they were getting harder the more rejects they got or the more, you know, they'd get the photos or they'd get, you know, selfies, nude selfies and stuff like that. And they were just getting hammered to think that they were being less. There's a game, a constant game. If one's not playing it, the other one is. And the way way it works is two people have to not play the game at the same time for there to be any hope of, of a true connection. Yeah, and I think it's about being real where you're at in your life of why you're wanting a relationship and being honest about that. And I think that's what I learned um, when I finally got to be real and going, yeah, I still would love a husband, blah, blah, blah. But right now I'm not ready for that. Mm. Like I've gone from a 13 year old teenager and in six months, all of a sudden, I think that I'm ready to have a a real relationship. So once I did that, my own self-evaluation of why was I on the site and what I was looking for, 
And then when I put the two hour, um, the drive, I was honoring myself. And I think that's what I learned that before I go on the site, I have to honor exactly where I am, have that as a marker, not drop that for any man and don't drop it for myself because it mightn't be fitting the picture that I want someone else to see me in. What Shelley offers is an approach that calls the users of these sites to remember that each swipe, left or right, is a person. That if you're calling not to be used, then be sure that you are acting with integrity yourself. Clearly, Shelley has found a way to make it about connection, which is really beautiful. And yet another one of our contributors saying, make sure your picture matches who you are now, not who you were 10 years ago. 